my God! Okay, it's happening. Are we doing this? It's showtime. Are you ready for the feed on NR92? It's time! Welcome to the feed on NR92. I'm Big Bad Boris, joined by the lovely and talented Sarah Fox. Hey, Boris, thanks. And this week, we're focusing on the scariest day of the year. Absolutely we are. It's almost time for costumes and candy and having your pants scared right off. Well, not literally right off, because that's no good. Sarah, what are you going to be for Halloween? I'm going as a bat. A bat. Like a good old-fashioned... Not a cat, not a rat. No, a bat. A good old-fashioned bat. Bat girl? No, just a bat. All right. What about you, Boris? What are you going as? I'm going as an exhausted parent. Exhausted. I'm wearing my costume right now, actually. Oh, perfect. I love it. What do you think? I... I'd jazz it up a little, maybe. All right. All right, but before we get to dressing up and things like that, I think we need a history lesson. And Emily is here to tell us what she learned about the history of Halloween. Hey, Emily. Hey, I hope my mic is working. Yep, yep, you're good. (laughs) I went into this thinking that I would find a clear-cut answer to the origins of Halloween, but instead I actually found a historical celebration that I thought would be similar, but turns out it's completely different. Most of us know what Halloween is, with costumes, candy, and scary stories in movies. But many historians believe that Halloween originated in old feasts and festivals, namely the Gaelic and pagan festival of Samhain. So Samhain, October 31st, is the boundary between the light and the dark. So it's considered the pagan New Year. So now you're thinking about what it's done in the past year. You know, like people reflect on December 31st, what you've done in the past year, what doesn't serve you and you might want to leave behind, and what you might want to carry forward into the future. Reverend Ann Barker of the Westwood Unitarian Congregation in Edmonton says that Samhain is originally an event focused on collecting harvests. In pagan tradition, this is the third harvest festival. So there's three of these eight celebrations where you're celebrating bringing in some kind of harvest, the early harvest, the middle and the end. And so now this is the end of bringing in the stuff. This would be the digging up the root vegetables and gathering like the nuts off the trees and stuff and thinking about how you're going to make it through the long, dark season. The Westwood Unitarian Congregation says they are hosting their own Samhain event on the 31st of October, and that Samhain represents an important and meaningful time for many people in North America. The high point of the Samhain celebration for many North Americans now is this is the time when it's considered that the veil between the world is the thinnest like between the spiritual world and the physical world. So people are thinking about their ancestors, their loved ones that they've left behind or that they've lost. As for the origins to Halloween, Barker says there's probably no direct line from Samhain to modern day Halloween, but it was probably inspired by it, along with other Christian festivals and rituals. And that while Samhain does include the festive aspect of Halloween, that it represents something completely different festive and it's an event and there's always you know snacks and food and all kinds of good things like that too but it's got a deeper meaning to the whole thing than just the celebration it's looking to fortify who you are and to help you get through life so it turns out one of the suspected origins of halloween actually focused a lot more on harvests and self-reflection thank you emily that is amazing uh, how we've gone from that kind of story to taking a hollow pumpkin and putting it on our front step with a candle up its butt. <laughs> and handing out candy to strangers. That's always fun. All right, Serena is here, and she's done you all a great service and found out some of the cool events going on in Edmonton around Halloween. Serena, are yeah, you down so, at the South uh, Lobby? 
I am down at the South Lobby right now, and I did some research on some ways that you can spend Edmonton, you can spend Halloween in Edmonton this year. Halloween in Edmonton is more than chocolate, corn mazes, and binge-watching those classic horror movies you know and love. This year, you can take a ghost tour through Old Strathcona, where you'll stop in front of certain buildings, houses, and shops that have reported ghost hauntings, murders, and even mysteries. And it's hosted by a veteran storyteller with 12 years of experience. Book your tour now, because spots fill fast. Wanting something where you can just sit and watch a show? Well, the Grindstone Theater actually has a one-man show on Halloween night. Plus, it's only $12. Sue Goverdam, the programming assistant at Grindstone, says that Bloodbath Peaks is a great show that you are guaranteed to laugh. Bloodbath Peaks is, uh, is a one-man show, and the thing about Legion is that he... He really um, deals in the macabre and, and, you know, like the grotesques. It's really a masterclass in a one-man show. With grisly ghouls and wicked witchcraft, this one-of-a-kind, one-night-only storytelling experience is the perfect way to spend the spookiest night of the year. Or even get a thrill with Deadmonton. This year, it's all about searching for a cure to avert the apocalypse. And better yet, it doesn't end on Halloween. Deadmonton will be around in November as well. Let me guess, you've already been to Demonton. Well, there are more things to do to get into the Halloween spirit this year. Wear your coolest costume, bring your reusable trick-or-treat bags, and get closer to the spooky wonders of the animal kingdom. At the Edmonton Valley Zoo, hands-on experiments, crafts, and extinct animal graveyards and a witch's den are just some of the fun activities that will make this Halloween one to remember. Each year, the great pumpkin rises out of the pumpkin patch that he thinks is the most sincere. And the Haunted Pumpkin Festival is happening at the Prairie Gardens Adventure Farm, and it's an autumn outing for the family that you won't want to miss. Or head to the Bears Halloween Howler from live performances by bands including Bush and Theory of the Dead Man and tons of great prizes for the best costume. However, Halloween isn't all about having a fun night out with friends. It can also be a night of giving back. Nate says also having their annual trick-or-treat where student volunteers go trick-or-treating on Halloween night to collect non-perishable food items to fill Nate's food center. Yeah, so make sure if you are at all interested in any of these events, you go register and buy some tickets as soon as possible because spots are limited. Awesome. Thanks, Serena. So if you were complaining that there's nothing going on this Halloween in Edmonton, now you've got a full full calendar and you can stop complaining. There is always something cool going on in the city. That's what great about what's great about living here in Edmonton. And speaking of great things in Edmonton, what's great in Edmonton? Nate is great in Edmonton. Yes, it is. And Cody hit the hallways here at Nate to find out what the students here think about Halloween. Hey, Cody. Hey, I, I did hit the halls here at Nate. Uh, yeah, I went into it thinking that I've been told the past five years that Halloween's just for kids and it shouldn't be celebrated by adults and that dressing up is just goofy. And I wanted to see if that was really the thought of everyone out on the street. <laughs> it's finally that time of year again. <laughs> Halloween. Everyone is getting ready to be spooky and scary, getting their costumes ready, getting the candy ready, being scary. I went out around Nate to ask students about Halloween. I asked them about their favorite outfits. I was a deviled egg one year. I did a fourth doctor. My Batman costume, which I spent like $300 on, so. My friends and I did a group costume, like for, uh, we all did Alice in Wonderland. It seems like everyone was on board. 
well, almost everyone. What has your favorite Halloween costume been that you've ever done? Really can't say. I also asked them what they had planned for this year. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay at home. Uh, yeah, something nerdy. <laughs> Go on, tell me about it. Star Trek character. No, but I'm looking for some ideas. Uh, I don't know, something simple. Don't have a lot of money to spend this year, so we'll see what I end up doing. Yeah, I bought a dinosaur onesie. Very simple and cozy and not required a lot of effort, so. Then, I asked the question that nobody would dare to ask. Is Halloween overrated? No, not at all. I think it gets more fun as you get older, you know? Uh, obviously, you don't go trick-or-treating as much anymore as you get older, but I think you get more into the costumes and more into, like, the detail of costumes, and it's fun for kids and adults, so I don't think it's overrated. I mean, no one should be forced to celebrate anything, but, like, there's not a lot of times in the year where you need have the opportunity to dress up, and you can be, so why not take advantage of that? No, I think it's for everyone. Because like as you grow older, you have more places to go. You can go to clubs for Halloween. You always have events, parties, so it's for any age group, honestly. To be honest, it's up to them. Whoever wants to go partying, go ahead. People might say it's for kids, but it's just like, eh, why not have adults enjoy it too? Or like, at least young adults. I don't think grown adults would ever want to be. So it would seem that the general consensus that everyone still loves Halloween with a passion. And I, myself, still love Halloween as well. I was honestly surprised with how many people still dress up for Halloween, seeing as I've heard so much about how it's just for babies. <laughs> Thank you, Grizzly. Uh, there's always tons of people in the hallways at night, and they always have really interesting things to say. Our halls are packed with super, super cool people, and you're super cool for listening to the feed, and we're going to have more feed for you coming up right after this. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Welcome back to the feed. Welcome back to this haunting edition of the feed. You see what I did there, no, I Boris? I see what you did there. You see what I did there? It is the Halloween edition today. Halloween is in the air here at NR92, and we've talked a lo- about a lot of things today. We've talked about the history of Halloween. We've talked about what to do on Halloween. But now it's time for We've something. We've talked about Nate. Well, Nate, yes, of course. But now it's time to talk about something really interesting, Boris. And it turns out a lot of interesting areas here in Edmonton that some people think... Might be haunted. 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 All right, I don't think I'm ready for this. Oh, man up, Boris. Leave me alone. Halloween. A time of tricks, treats, amazing costumes, and something a little spookier. Halloween seems to be the biggest time of year for paranormal activity. Everyone is hoping to catch a glimpse of a ghost somewhere around the city. If you're one of those people hoping to catch a glimpse, there are a few places around YEG that are buzzing with paranormal activity. The most haunted place in the city is said to be Fort Edmonton Park. Former Fort Ed employee Emily gave me a little bit of a behind the scenes peek. Rutherford House is the actual first house of the first premier of Alberta. Um, a lot of people were claiming that the, the Rutherford House itself was haunted. Now, I worked in there by myself a lot, and I never felt unsafe, but I also didn't ever feel alone. Well, Rutherford House is beautiful. Its next-door neighbor is said to be a little less than desirable. 
Now, Firkin's house next door, the energy in there is a little bit different. My friend and I, when we were working at Firkin's house together, we had a day where it was really rainy, it was storming, it was August, there weren't a lot of people at the park, you could hear the thunder rumbling in the distance, and we thought it would be a good time, because we hadn't felt 100% comfortable in the house, to smudge it a little bit. And if you don't know what smudging is, it's burning some white sage and just wafting it around the house, really opening up all the windows and airing the house out, just kind of trying to neutralize the energy in there. And maybe you'll think I'm crazy, but as soon as we smudged the house, it was like 100, 180 degrees difference. It was very different in there. The energy felt a lot more light. It didn't feel as kind of restricting because I remember I would walk into the house and it kind of feel a little tightness. And Emily isn't the only one who's felt unsettled in Firkin's house. Um, Firkin's house is the one that they featured on Creepy Canada. Some people said they'd seen tools moving around when it was being um, refurbished, um, which is a little spooky. I know some people said that they'd seen things move throughout the house. I never saw anything move, but I definitely talked to some interpreters that were in costume there that were quite creeped out. And as creepy as Firkin's house can be to people... She says it has nothing on the actual fort. So the actual physical building of the fort definitely is haunted. Now, I never personally worked there as an interpreter because I don't look like someone who would have been there at the time, but I had a lot of friends that were working in the fort, specifically men um, who were quite creeped out because they'd seen lots of objects be moved around. They heard a lot of footsteps that weren't there. Sometimes they'd be in there at night doing a program with the school and they'd hear a lot of creaking in the attic or they'd hear a door close. And when I asked her if she actually believed the rumors, I'm convinced that it is haunted. All right, well, if you're looking for something spooky to do in Edmonton, like I said, Fort Edmonton, one of the most haunted places, great to go. But there's a couple other haunted spots you can visit. Um, Go to Ghost Tours Edmonton for more. You can get haunted locations like Hotel McDonald, where apparently a horse wanders the halls. And um, the Walter Dale Theater that apparently is haunted by the former owner. Well, I'm not going anywhere now. I'm staying in my house Just until... Just gonna... It's locked down. For house. me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't want no horse ghost. <laughs> yes, well... It's like a ghost, only bigger. Yeah. Well, apparently there's a lot of mysterious goings-on. Goings-ons. Here in Edmonton, as I'm sure there are all over the world. Now... This is going to be my favorite part of the show. Boris, we all love Halloween, but kids, I think, really love it the most, hey? That is an absolute scientific fact, and being that I am the only person here at NR92 who has a child, I took the opportunity to get his perspective on Halloween because it's his favorite holiday. Boo! (laughs) Let's face it, we all love Halloween, but it's really for the kids. And luckily, I have access to my own kids to get a little bit of information about what they like about Halloween. I am Owen. I am 10. And Owen told me what his favorite thing about Halloween is. I like the costumes and candy. He also told me what he thinks is the worst part about Halloween. Um, how sometimes the costumes can be really scary. And when they're just like, boo, and walk up to you like that. This year, he's got a really cool fancy costume. I have this weird LED mask. It has X's on the eyes and looks like it has his stitched mouth with the LED string. But what was his favorite costume he ever wore? The kiss one. When I was Gene Simmons. Owen's had a lot of fun on Halloween, but he's got some of his favorite Halloween memories. Um, from when we went to Disney. We went on to the ride with Jack Skellington. 
smelt like makeup. Oh, and if you could be anything for Halloween, what would it be? I would probably be a giant pumpkin. Or a pickle. Because pickles are tasty. What do you hate getting in your Halloween bag the most? I hate getting raisins. You know any Halloween songs? The Harry Potter theme song. It goes like... I hear your teachers even get in on the act. Last year, my teacher was... Hermione from Harry Potter. Where do you hide your candy? Um, yeah, I, I keep it sometimes under my bed and sometimes under the snack box. Because you and John eat it. What are some of your favorite Halloween movies? Um, Scream, Krampus, and how it's really bad and funny. And hey, Owen, what's your favorite radio station? NR92, the station for the students. I gotta tell you, that's one smart kid. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> now... I have to clarify a couple of things. First of all, I do not take his candy. That is an outright out lie. Second of all, I have known my son for 10 years. He's 10 years I'm old. I'm glad you've known your son his entire life. <laughs> I have. And never once has he ever mentioned that he wanted to be a pickle for Halloween. Maybe you're just a bad parent and didn't hear it. Oh, thank you. That's helpful. Did that make you feel good inside? No. Well, he seems like such a sweet little angel. I'm so happy that you got a chance to interview him for this. It's so sweet. Uh, he is, and he has great taste in radio, just like his old man. He very much so does. Well, that's very it. Very much so does. Yes. My, my uh, words. You're killing stumble. it. You're killing it, it. I am killing it. That's it for the Halloween edition of The Feed. If you missed any part of it or... You think we're so great you want to hear us again? Tune in Sunday night at 7.30 for the rebroadcast. Happy Halloween, everybody! Happy Halloween! No! God, please, no! No! Did you just miss the feed? Or want to listen to us again? Hear it on Enter 92, Sunday nights at 7.30, or find it on Enter 92 SoundCloud.